Chapter 1. Where Love Comes From The goal of this book is to help people grow more in love with Jesus. How important is it for us to pursue this goal? At the beginning of his classic devotional text, The True Christian's Love to the Unseen Christ, the Puritan Thomas Vincent wrote, Love to Christ being so essential unto true Christianity, so earnestly looked for by our Lord and Master, so powerfully commanding in the soul and over the whole man, so greatly influential on duty, I have made choice to treat this subject of love to Christ, and my chief endeavor herein shall be to excite and provoke Christians unto the lively and vigorous exercise of this grace of love into the Lord Jesus Christ, of which incentive there is great and universal need. To make the same point more simply, there is hardly anything we need more in the Christian life than more love for Jesus. But this is a daunting challenge. Part of the challenge is personal. Will we really love Jesus more as a result of reading this book? But behind this lies the even greater challenge of comprehending God's love for us, which is the true and ultimate source of all love for Him. How can anyone do justice to the great love of God? A. W. Tozer wrestled with this question in The Knowledge of the Holy, where he described the love of God as an incomprehensibly vast, bottomless, shoreless sea. Tozer observed that if we are going to understand God, we must try to speak of His love. For God is love. Yet this is difficult for even the loftiest eloquence, as he explained. All Christians have tried to explain God's love, but none has ever done it very well. I can no more do justice to that awesome and wonder-filled theme than a child can grasp a star. Still, by reaching toward the star, the child may call attention to it, and even indicate the direction one must look to see it. So as I stretch my heart toward the high, shining love of God, someone who has not known before about it may be encouraged to look up and have hope. As we consider God's love for us in Jesus, which is the source of our love for Him, we are reaching for the stars. But even if we are not able to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 through 19, at least we can point toward it and say, See, there it is, the love of God in Jesus Christ. And the more we see this love, the more our hearts will grow in affection for our Savior. Loving Jesus Less I have given this book the simplest title I could, Loving Jesus More. But this title presupposes yet another problem. If we say that we want to love Jesus more, or that we ought to love Him more, whether we want to or not, then we are admitting that we do not love Jesus as much as we should. Logically, the only people who can love Jesus more are people who love Him less. And, unfortunately, this is true for all of us. Our love is limited, not just for one another, but also for Jesus. When we open the Scriptures, we discover that we are not alone in this limitation, which, in a way, is encouraging. The failure of God's people to love their God is one of the most pervasive themes in the story of salvation. We see this all the way through the Old Testament. The story of the children of Israel is really a love story. God has a heart full of love for His people which he proves over and over again by what he says and what he does. I have loved you with an everlasting love, God declares. Therefore I have continued my faithfulness to you. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3.
The children of Israel were called to respond to this everlasting affection by loving God in return. Every day devout believers would confess their love for God in heart, soul, and strength. See Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 5. Yet they repeatedly failed to live up to their promises by turning their hearts against God. One of the ways that God confronted this failure was by styling himself as a wounded lover. His passion smolders on the pages of the Old Testament. Understand that God's romance with his people was a spiritual marriage, so when their hearts grew cold, it was the ultimate betrayal. The imagery that the Old Testament uses to describe this marital breakdown is shocking. On occasion, God compared Israel to a groom who cheated on his wife, or to a virgin who became a prostitute. For example, Ezekiel chapter 16. In the book of Jeremiah...